This is Meg Tilton at the ACOW Life, and you are listening to August's A Cup of Joel with my friend Joel Harper. This month, we talk about the importance of choosing your friends wisely. This is the ACOW Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are, and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry, and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Welcome back once again, Joel, to A Cup of Joel that has your name in it. So we're glad. Yes. When do my royalty checks start arriving? Do you have my correct address? They haven't been arriving. Yeah, I might have to double check that. Yeah, okay. Okay. It's in the mail. I've heard that (laughs) line before. We're good. We're good. Yes. So anyway, how are things in North Carolina? Hot and humid. Mm. Emphasis on humid. Mm-hmm. Yes. How about St. Louis? Beautiful. 75. Oh, my. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Sweet. I have to work a swim meet tomorrow morning. Oh. Uh, Saturday for my boys. And it's going to be like the highest 75. Like I would like nice. less. Nice. Less nice. Because our steak pioneer day activity is tomorrow morning. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, that'll be or- fun tomorrow night it's hot it's indoors in the air conditioning yeah where the pioneers should have been you know that's what the pioneers <laughs> fought for was for that's you to right. be able to that's have right. a meeting in air conditioning i like a that party in air conditioning so. i love it i love it yeah i'm sure they would have been in air conditioning if they could have been oh so. yeah yeah if they know about yeah. california they'd have kept on walking absolutely <laughs> you know utah's not that bad it's not that bad at all i'm gonna be there uh in three days. Are you? Are you going for the family da- reunion? Yeah, down in southern Idaho, Idaho, southern Utah, Zion, Zion's National mm-hmm. Park. I have never been there. I have not either. Isn't that such a shame? I went to BYU yes, and I never <laughs> I never did the southern Utah thing. I know. Golly. I know. At least so I've been gotta, to the Arch. I live in St. Louis and I have yes, been, I, to yes, the arch. been to the Arch. Been up the Arch. <laughs> yeah, it's all brand new. They've redone it now. Yeah, I need so to go see the new one. Go again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I have an interesting fun. conversation for you today. Okay, I'm excited. Megan, um, this kind of came upon me gradually um, over the years, and I've, I've read some other folks that have kind of talked about it as well. Um, I'm happy to steal their ideas and not give them credit for it. Okay. Um, but it has the notion of, it's about the notion of good and bad in the Book of Mormon. Good and bad people. That's what we're talking about today. Because mm-hmm. when we think of good and bad people in the Book of Mormon, you know, general broad strokes, we tend to think of Nephites as being the good guys mm-hmm. and Lamanites as being the bad guys. You know, mm-hmm. yes, there were periods of time when those roles were reversed. But I think it's fair to say that generally over this arc of the book, Nephites, good guys, Lamanites, bad guys. Mm-hmm. You with me so far? Totally. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> staying big picture here, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Generally, generally, generally. Well, Mormon in his abridgment gives us stories about a number of specific wicked men. Mm-hmm. And I went through the Book of Mormon and wrote down all of their names. Okay. 
and I'm going to read them to you. Okay. Sherem, mm-hmm. King Noah, Amulon, Amlekai, Zizram, Korahor, Zarahemna, Amalekaiha, Morianton, Amaron, Kishkumen, Gadianton, and there's a Jacob in third Nephi, not Nephi's brother Jacob, who is a good guy, the okay. bad guy in Jacob. Okay. And there's even a group of bad group of bad people called the King Men, which I'll there's not one person, but I'll throw them in the mix. So I excluded the Jaredites from this list because for the purpose of today's discussion, it's a different group of people. We're only interested in Nephite and Lamanites. And when you read these names and study their stories, you find, we find that they all have two characteristics in common. One I've already given to you. They are all wicked. These are all the named bad guys in the Book of Mormon. Again, excluding the Jaredites. These are the named bad guys. And number two, drum roll, they're all Nephites. And that's a stunning revelation to me, if revelation's the right word, a stunning observation. Mm -hmm. Every named bad guy in the Nephite, Lamanite narrative of the Book of Mormon is a Nephite by birth. And this is most peculiar to me because again, I've always said, and I still say, Nephites are the good guys, Lamanites are the bad guys. Yet Mormon felt impressed to convey to us all the stories of bad Nephites. Now, were there bad Lamanites throughout that thousand year history that he abridged? Of course there were, mm-hmm. but, but the point is, He didn't feel inspired to convey their stories to us. He felt inspired to let us know about the Nephites who went bad, the Nephites who went sour. Those are the stories we get. I pondered this for a while and I thought, why is that? Um, I'm interested in your thoughts. I'll go first and say what I come up with and then you can can chime in. Sounds good. Um, I think it has to do with, well, with what I tell LDS teenagers, with, yeah, when I speak with them about this topic, generally LDS teenagers that, you know, are in the ward I'm interviewing or whatever are pretty good kids. So I say to them, you know, suppose you're in the school cafeteria and I always have to pick a group that they're not. I'm going to use gothic kids as my bad example for this conversation. <laughs> and I'll say, yeah, suppose the gothic kids across the cafeteria came up to you and said hey we've got a party we're going to friday night there'll be no parents there it's going to be a lot of fun um, would you like to come with us how tempted would you be to go and usually always the lds kid says i wouldn't be tempted at all to go fair enough and then i say say well suppose your lds friends came up to you and said hey there's a party friday night no adults are going to be there. We're going to have a lot of fun. You know, how tempted would you be to participate? You wouldn't do anything wrong. But my point of this conversation is, how tempted would you be? More tempted or less tempted if it's LDS friends versus those gothic kids inviting you to do something not so kosher? Mm-hmm. And 
fortunately, all my conversations, I get honest, candid answers, which is I would be more tempted if it's LDS friend tempting me. I would be more tempted to succumb from an LDS influence than it would be from the Gothic or the preppy kids or the jocks who hate me, their influence. Mm -hmm. And then I spin it to the positive and I'll say, okay, who's more likely to entice you to choose the right to be a good kid? Would that be the Gothic kid or the LDS kid? And they say, oh yeah, they'd be my LDS friends. They would be the ones I would listen to to be a, a better me. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, that's the unheralded message that Mormon is trying to convey to us when he gives us the bad Nephite stories, but not the bad Lamanite stories. Because we tend to think of our friends are good, the Nephites are good. If we were living back then, we'd be Nephites and we'd be all good and never be tempted by the bad guys. And we're right, we probably would not be. We've got to be on our guard because it's always those that we think are the best who probably have the most influence to lead us astray. Am I saying that right? Does that yep. make sense? Totally. Yeah. I think that's yeah. one of the messages that Mormon's trying to get across to us, or Heavenly Father is, choose your friends wisely. What do you think? So I love this topic. When I read it, I was like, brilliant. So brilliant. <laughs> Uh, I love that you found that all the bad guys are Nephites because I never picked up on that before. I think yeah. that was a really interesting insight and yeah, yeah. Uh, really is, I think, like an underlying message that's not so blatant. Like he's not like he doesn't come out and say, hey, choose your friends wisely. Right. right. He doesn't come right out and say that. But I think he also just tells you, like, look for what you really need to be. You need to really look for where the trouble is going to come from. Because I think you're really yeah. right. I think we always think that, that wickedness and the people that are gonna lead us astray are gonna be really like blatant almost, that you're like, I'm never gonna right. choose that. I'm never gonna go down that path because it's gonna be so obvious, the wickedness, right? Right. But I think yep. that it, doesn't it say like, Satan comes like as a, like, as a wolf but in sheep's clothing? Doesn't yeah. it say something like that, you know? So it's like he's mimicking, like he looks like yes. a yes. saint, but he's not. And I think in yes. today's day and age, in some of the, the things that we've seen in the church recently, where a lot of people are leaving the church and voicing their opinions about how they're not happy with things, those are the people that worry me the most. Like, right. I'm like, oh, I don't want to really associate with you from that standpoint. Meaning, like, I don't right. want to get caught up in your false doctrine that you've yes. chosen to believe. And so, yes. yeah, that's much more scary to me than, you know, somebody who's not a member who's trying to get me to drink alcohol. So this is really interesting because I grew up in New Jersey, so I had hardly no LDS friends. There was another boy Correct. in my grade. And... um no girlfriends who were LDS that were my age. I had a couple that were older sure. than me. So I was always like the Mormon girl. Like everyone was like, you don't drink, you don't have Eight. sex, you don't swear, you don't do any of these, these things. And I'm like, yes. no. And so it wasn't really that hard. And I dated a guy at BYU right. and he was from Utah. And he had kind of, like, we kind of had this argument about what, who had it harder, like me right. in New Jersey because I had no friends, or him in Utah right. 
who had all these friends who he knew was doing stuff that was wrong, and yet they'd yes. show up at church on Sunday and pass the sacrament, right? I think they right. both have their issues, right? Because I think True. when you're with a lot of LDS people, like there is strength in numbers. So if some of those people come up, it's sometimes it's easier because you have other good friends around you to help you. Where yeah. if, you know, I saw a lot of, I saw some of the youth in my ward when I was growing up fall away and get kind of sucked into that social scene and everything that was going on yeah. with non-LDS people. So it kind of goes both ways. But I totally understand what you're saying is is that you do really have to be careful about who you associate with and what yeah. they're talking about and who you trust. Who you trust. Yep. Agreed. 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 <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's such an obvious point. We can talk for 30 more minutes. Everybody's going to go, we got it 30 minutes ago. <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, I, I listen to a doctor that I trust more than I'm going to listen to Dr. Phil or Dr. Oz. Some people don't <laughs> on the radio because I just, they don't know. I don't know them and they don't know me. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And hey, my spouse has far more influence over me for good and evil. Mm -hmm. and I mean that in the best way. Nobody gets me madder than Christy. No one gets me irater, <laughs> that's a word, more irate <laughs> than the wife, than the spouse. Right. But no one brings out the best in me and the love and the mm -hmm. charity. And no one can, pushes me, Joel, go out the door, go to that meeting. I know you're tired. Just go. I'll be here when you get back. Right. I need that. Right. Both, both extremes. Duh. Yes. No duh, Joel. Anyway. Yes. 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 Very true. So... That's, but it's hard though because I I think that's a fine line because you don't want to totally ostracize anybody and be like well now that you're not living the standards of the church or you believe differently I can't be your friend anymore right because that to me is not really right. Christ like so how do you how do you balance that do you think well you know, hey let's loop back did we have a podcast discussion a good while back about being in the world not of the world mm -hmm. and. When Christ said to his disciples, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light and you are leaven. Remember that conversation? Mm -hmm. And salt and leaven cannot do its job sitting on a shelf in a jar away from all the other ingredients or mm -hmm. the obvious analogy away from the other people. Mm -hmm. We've got to mix and mingle. But Jesus mm -hmm. was very clear. Again, very strongly clear. Don't lose your way. Mm -hmm. Don't lose your standards because the salt that loses its savor is good for nothing and trodden underfoot and cast off. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is saying, get out there and don't hang around people like you. You've got to be my salt, mm -hmm. but don't lose your way. And hey, the Holy Ghost, that's what I tell my kids, that's what I tell the youth. The Holy Ghost will help you choose your friends. Mm -hmm. And LDS, I'm not going to say it has nothing to do with it, but it has nothing to do with it. The Holy Ghost will help you choose your friends. And when you're in bad situations, the Holy Ghost will prompt you, no, this doctrine I'm hearing, this invitation, uh, I'm not buying it. You're still my friend, but I'm not swall swallowing this Kool-Aid you're serving me today. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, too, that's eh. when we talk about like putting on the whole armor of God, right? 
because he's not like go hide behind a barrier like he expects you to go out in the world so you need to wear armor because you're going to have to be protected from the world and so you're still in the world you're still getting shot at you're still yeah (laughs) it's not like it's not like he's like well you know i'm just going to have you have this easy path he protects you if you do the things that he asks of you but you're still going to face those temptations and face those challenges and face that opposition. So, yeah. 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 I wanted to bring up this point. I was thinking about it when you uh, emailed me this subject was, it's very interesting. I mean, we don't talk about patriarchal blessings and what's in our patriarchal blessings. So I won't really talk about specifics of what's in there, but there is a point in my patriarchal blessing where it talks about, just being careful not to give in to the temptations and friends who may try and persuade me to do differently. And when I uh-huh. got it, yeah. when I got it, I was living in New Jersey. So I thought, oh, okay, this is totally telling me to do this because I live in the mission field and all of my friends right. aren't members. But as I've gotten older, and not because I've really come up against anybody specifically that I've been like, whoa, you're the person in my patriarchal blessing. But... <laughs> <laughs> I read about that you. I was told to be careful about. But uh, it, it, my thought has kind of changed over the years that I'm like, I think this actually might actually be pertaining to members of the church who are my friends as well that yes. I need to be careful of. So That's I, I got to be correct. careful of you, Joel. You're <laughs> There's no debate there. No debate at all. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. So that's a really great topic. I think that that is one that is very insightful and pretty straightforward yeah. actually when you present it. So there's not really a whole lot more to discuss. Like just be careful who you choose yeah. to have your, be your friends. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Let the Holy Spirit be your guide mm-hmm. in everything that you do, yeah. in the jobs you choose, the people you associate with. Yes. Absolutely. I agree. And once again, Book of Mormon, written for our day. Right. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. Yeah, those guys. Who knew? (laughs) (laughs) They were on to something. That's right. I may read that book again. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to read it. Or wait for the movie. Yeah. There is that movie coming out. People said it's good. Have you heard of that? I have heard of it, and... I can't believe that it's good. We'll see. Okay. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I've not been impressed with previous iterations. It's got to be rated R. That's the only thing. I mean. Well, yeah, that's right. The Book of Mormon. <laughs> I, I know. Yes, a whole other topic for another day. The Book of Mormon is an R-rated book. It Agreed. Is. It is. So. Oh, my heavens. Pretty heavy stuff Oh, my heavens. All right. Well, yes. that was a great topic. Short and sweet kind of great point i think a good one to like make for this and for this august this is for august so what is our topic for september when everybody's kids are back in school and we're all partying yes yes (laughs) and they can finally listen to our podcast again in peace and quiet without being interrupted that's right um jesus said an interesting statement um that we've all heard a thousand times you know Cast your alms in private, that your Father in heaven may reward you openly. Mm. I thought we would sink our teeth into that topic for a few minutes next time. 
All right, that is intriguing. I can't yeah. wait to hear what you come up with. Yes, it is. It's going to be fascinating. <laughs> All I right. I can't tell you in this podcast because it's casting my alms in public. I don't want to do That's that. That's right. So just be, you're you'll be, be staring at each other for 30 minutes. <laughs> you're going to be very vague in the next That's week. right. No, nope, can't right. tell you. Yep. Can't tell you that. That's awesome. Okay, well, we look forward to that, and we will see you next month then, Joel. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.